0: Did you know a turkey puppet once ran for the presidency of Ireland? Did you know that meat once rained from the skies of Kentucky? Did you know that there was an emperor of the United States for a while? Then listen to the Wiki Ship Down podcast.
1: We live in an age when the sum total of humanity's knowledge can be found in your pocket on a smartphone at any given time. But when that knowledge is peer editable, like it is on Wikipedia, what does that say about mankind? So follow us down the digital rabbit hole as we drink, joke, and curse our way through the random button on Wikipedia and see where our journey through humanity's knowledge takes us.
0: While you're at it, follow us on all social media at Wikiship Down. I'm Ruth Ann. I'm Ryan. And be sure to find us every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are recording, I'm going to count us down, three, Whoa. two, fuck Batman. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out. I am Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And today we are doing something special. But before I tell you about it, I'm gonna tell you about the show. Ooh. What if this is your first time listening? Oh my gosh! It's totally mine. Yeah. What do well, you do here, Lex? Yeah. What we do here is we introduce each other to different forms of media, oh. whether it be music, movies, television. Mm, spoken word. That one. Mm, 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 uh, yummy, delicious uh, forms of media. M- mache. Yep. Mache. Paper. That
1: was the mmm. The mm was for mache. mache comma, yes. paper. Paper
0: or otherwise. Yes. Um, I'm more into plastic mache. <laughs> today, um... <laughs> today we're going
1: to baloney mache. We're going to get our lunch meats together and a bit of some glue concoction. And we're going to mache
0: the meats onto
1: the hands of people on the train
0: oh you lost me at (laughs) hand trains um but yeah so we introduced that media to each other stuff that has helped build us as people uh and we hope that it helps build you the audience uh we are the retrospective that is introspective and so today what we're doing is something a little different uh this past weekend uh was comic-con uh that's how you have to say it comic-con pop culture's biggest weekend hell yeah uh down in san diego we got a lot of new trailers and announcements and things of that sort and so we thought we would do a wrap-up for the big haul of comic-con i mean We ourselves uh, missed out on it, and I'm sure that 90% of the United States also missed out on it, so we thought we'd consolidate all that goodness here.
1: I don't know. You've been to Comic-Con, right? Yes. If you told me, having been there myself, if you told me that it was in fact 80% of the people in the country, I'd believe you. That's true. Have you tried to cross the street at Comic Con? If you're listening and you're missing out on trying to cross the street at Comic Con, it's it's literally like being a single cell on the back of a big snake, (laughs) and you just can't. You're just with the river, and you cannot extract yourself once you've descended the stairs to get to the big like, um, just the street main road. Yeah, the big street crossing. Yeah, you're just part of it now. (laughs) <laughs> you you're not a person anymore you're not you're not the individual you were you've surrendered your identity and your autonomy and you are just
0: part of the big snake yeah um yeah it it's it gets packed every year um more and more people fly in from so many different places just to be a part of this big giant convention that takes over all of downtown San Diego if you haven't had the chance to go I highly recommend it um it is very competitive uh, a little expensive um but if you have the chance put it on your bucket list save some money and try to get down there at least one time in your life what I will say that I found incredibly cool I've only been the, the
1: one time where I was I was fortunate enough to go as press so I had a very different experience so I got to do you know a lot of cool uh pressy things but what i found maybe most impressive about it especially given the sheer volume of people that swarm into this thing uh very inclusive like nobody really going after each other everybody just being real happy to be there celebrating the goofy stuff that they all love which i thought was incredibly cool that's a hell of a lot of people not to have tribes pop up you know what i mean like yeah. like that's that's an amount you drop that many people in the desert pretty soon you're going to have three wars happening simultaneously <laughs> but throw them all in cosplay in a big air-conditioned convention center and everybody's just holding hands and being the big snake together
0: yeah yeah Aww. Um, no, but it was gen- in earnest. It was actually really, really cool to see. No, it's a great experience. Uh, I started going back in 20, uh, 2010, I think, was my first convention, um, or at least my first Comic-Con. And uh, it was like a wonderland for me. Uh, I This was back when I was up in San Francisco. I was probably the nerdiest person that I knew. Yeah. Um. So being in a city that is essentially... S- I, I filled to the brim uh, within like a, I want to say 15, 20 foot radius, just nothing but people who love similar things and being able to just interact with people you don't know and go, hey, I love your Batman shirt and just connect on that aspect. Right. Um, I think was probably the best experience of my life. Um, I mean, nerd culture has definitely been on the rise since then, so it's a lot more mainstream. We, we've so we've so won that it's starting to feel like a loss because <laughs> all the garbage is bubbling <laughs> up to the surface. And you're like, we just unearthed diseases. <laughs> oh uh, jeez. um but yeah so uh we are just gonna it's like go- no
1: it's like it's like we finally got to step into the sun and then got lesions and boils all over our <laughs> skin from the sun because we were out there too long yeah too much sun exposure it's true i will say like though it is incredible to me that we used to be so starved for any little kernel of nerdiness like I remember my reaction in uh, Spider-Man 2 where they're spitballing names for Doctor Octopus and one of the names that Ted Raimi throws out is Doctor Strange and J.K. Simmons is like uh, that's good but it's taken and they immediately move on but there's that moment of oh holy shit Doctor Strange is taken in this universe that means he might be out there in the Sanctum Sanctorum is a building that could be nearby and maybe Tobey Maguire could swing by it you knew it would never happen Right. But it was so exciting. And now there's so much of that. And we so take it for granted that everybody feels entitled to bitch about every last piece of it. Yeah. What a time.
0: <laughs> we're just so spoiled. <laughs> we're just we're just
1: bathing in nerddom. And think about how quick it happened. Yeah. The Avengers was only
0: six years ago. Oh, yeah. That's insane. This six years feels like 60. Oh, dude. Dude. We, I mean, we have about 60 years of content. Like, if you were just to start watching it from <laughs> beginning to end, you're like, I'm an old man now. Um, oh, it's insane. So we, as you can tell, we're very excited about stuff that comes out of Comic-Con. And so we are going to kind of go over the things that really struck us, things that uh, were game-changing, things that we may or may not have liked. Um, I will say, though, in terms of outright
1: disappointments i can't point to very many even the stuff that didn't necessarily rock my world (laughs) it not doing so was something of a foregone conclusion for me so i can't really call it a disappointment as such that's true closest thing is and this isn't even something that i had my hopes up that high for they did a twin peaks panel oh really and there was a lot of speculation well a year after twin peaks the return what it what are they announcing something and then rumors started floating around that there was going to be some big piece of news, maybe a fourth season, maybe a different cut of uh, Firewalk with me, maybe a whole bunch of deleted material from the third season being released in some way. No news at all. That was so that was the only thing the closest I could I could point to as disappointing and even that it was such a new idea to me right. that by the time it didn't happen, I I hadn't I hadn't gotten there. I wasn't like, I already jumped. I already jumped and you took my shoot away. why have you done this? <laughs> um so that was it though. No, other than that, I mean, did you feel that there was anything anything that that
0: you didn't see coming in terms of letdowns? Um no. There was nothing that was overtly like I was very excited for, and then upon seeing the first looks i was just like no i think it's the opposite in that some things that i thought would be lame turned out to be a lot cooler than i thought um so i had a couple of those yeah um i mean i I think first off i would say that like the shazam trailer was phenomenal i was very 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 surprised at how delightful this thing looks yeah um, because we've established a, like a DCEU, or now, what did you say it's rebranded to? Yeah, too? they
1: rebrand. they finally, so DCEU, the DC Extended Universe, was what everybody was using to describe this interconnected cinematic universe that was comprised, uh, for a time of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and, uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's uh,
0: Oscar winning Suicide Squad to you.
1: Academy Award winning for, what was it, uh, wigs, wigs it was and it was hair makeup. makeup? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, that Killer Croc makeup was decent, and Margot Robbie sure had pigtails. Um, mm. so <laughs> it was against Star Trek Beyond. Get out of here. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, they have they have rebranded, because that was not something that the studio had ever officially settled on. That was something that, uh, I guess, the fandom picked up and ran with. They have rebranded their movie arm, their DC Comics movie arm, Worlds of DC, which seems like a really... It actually seems like the smartest play. It feels very much like an intention to both have their cake and eat it, which is an odd expression, because what else does one do with cake? But... This is a, a way, the way I read it is uh, we're now going to open up our whole sandbox. We're not going to worry about interconnecting every single movie with every single other movie. We can we can draw lines from one to the other as we see fit, but not everything is going to be contingent upon the success of every other thing, which I think is really a smart play. It enables them to reboot what they want while keeping things that still work, like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. And, yeah possibly jason momoa's aquaman pending the success of his solo movie in uh december and we can talk about that trailer in a second but but right out the gate right the shazam trailer felt even before we got to aquaman felt like a bit of a statement of intent Mm -hmm. like this is about as far from the tone of man of steel batman v superman suicide squad even wonder woman um
0: As as I expected them to go, and so much further. Yeah, like it could have been just as easy for them to have a movie where you have an established Billy Batson, and he's like, "I gotta take the place of Superman. Superman's been gone so long, and we need a hero." Uh, And then wait, why is Billy Batson fifty? That's what he sounds like when he becomes Shazam. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So got- he actually he's-
0: becomes younger when he's just
1: Sammy's <laughs> <He's laughs> like yeah. got to <laughs> <his humor>. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> I'm
0: a I, don't, kid. I don't know how to pee in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it could have been just as easy for them to make it as grimdark and and really I guess Totally in sync with the rest of the DCEU Um, But they decided to go a different direction Uh, You know, they have uh, Zachary Levi And he's a renowned comedic actor Best known
1: for Chuck, I assume He's also uh, Fandral, one of Thor's buddies in the second two Took over from Josh Dallas as Fandral in Thor the second Thor He's the one with uh, the goatee, the blonde hair and the sword in his stomach yes yes in his stomach i love he did an interview where it seemed like i i adore thor ragnarok they did uh, spoilers dispense with the warriors three pretty casually yes and zachary levi was asked about it in an interview and he was just like yeah i don't i don't know man evil lady came came through came in and just sort of just sort of killed us real quick just with some daggers i guess i guess they were evil daggers i don't know <laughs> Yeah, the evilest of daggers, <laughs> you know. Like, but it's it's cool to see because uh, Zachary Levi has been around for a while. Yeah, so it's it's cool to see him get to get to step up and try something like this. I am not. I have no clue what this movie's about. I know what the Shazam story is, and it yeah. looks like they're doing a riff on the more recent Jeff Johns Shazam origin story that was uh, tied into the New Fifty Two. Yeah, which I read a while ago and I liked a good deal. And this feels a lot like what I remember of that, but with a. Uh, are more intentionally comedic bent
0: yeah which would be great I, or which is great um i'm surprised that the uh shazam movie is not in any way connected to the black adam uh movie that the rock was supposed to do at some point
1: right and there's a rumor so black adam is is Shazam's opposite number. Like, right. That's his most iconic villain. That's his Lex Luthor. That's his Joker. Um, and Dwayne Johnson has been attached to the character of Black Adam for what feels like the better part of a decade now. Right. Um, and they keep saying, well, he's not going to be in Shazam. We we see a shot of Mark Strong in the trailer as the film's villain. But the they there was a rumor for a long time that Black Adam might debut in the Suicide Squad sequel mm. and possibly face off with Shazam at a later date. That just seems so odd to me, given the massive tonal disparity between that trailer and anything else they've done. Yeah. Because Suicide Squad was directly tied into like, like Affleck shows up in that movie. Oh, yeah. So it's directly tied into the rest of that continuity.
0: I mean, but it would, I think, be a good way of shifting what the Suicide Squad was to begin with and having it take of more, take more of a comedic tone. In the same way that when you introduced the Flash to the Arrowverse, uh, you allowed Arrow, the show, to become a bit more light and comedic. And so I think that that might be the injection that this needs. I was having a, a conversation with my girlfriend a little bit ago, and essentially we were talking about how uh, the DC not having its rights in so many different places should just have this their their interconnected universe should be more like what batman brave and the bold was where essentially you just have people popping in and out um no need to explain them no need to origin story them they just come in you have your like main focal person who's like this is a captain not captain marvel shazam movie although right uh
1: uh if if you, if you don't know this already, that character, Shazam, was originally called Captain Marvel until relatively recently. Yeah. And then they changed his name for reasons that I don't think require too much explanation.
0: <laughs> you mean the fact that he's basically Superman and they uh, had to take him away from its owner? Um, but yeah, so I think that, like, for them, the best thing that they could do is just have... Build the universe in that, like, all these people exist. Don't even have to be played by the same actors. Just, like, showing up in all these movies and just being a part of that universe.
1: Right. And we, we're seeing little bits of them not worrying too much about having actors reprise the same character now movie to movie. They gr- they greenlit and now gave a date to the Walking Phoenix Joker movie. And they're still developing projects, apparently, that are going to utilize the Leto iteration of that character as well. I think, yeah, I think this this is a smart play yeah this is how you rebound from whatever was going on before
0: right because like in the same way that marvel is like the comics and that they have a like everything is in new york and everyone talks to each other having them be more of like anthologies allows it to be more like the individual uh issues that you pick up from week to week or just like the the fat anthology books where you're like all right cool um here's here's a few chapters with uh with Green Lantern and here's a few chapters with um you know other DC heroes just like a collection of stories that don't necessarily have to exist within the same universe as each other right um so I think it's yes I think that's great so here's a thing that I don't Never mind, not yet. We're not there yet. Okay, um,
1: okay. It is though, I assume, I assume what's next up on the docket is some more DC stuff. Let it let it be said, right? Marvel Studios sat this this con out, leaving the floor wide open for Warner's to just sort of own the whole thing, and they did.
0: Oh yeah. They had uh, a ov- overwhelming amount of new trailers, new announcements and and things that like People have been looking forward to for a long time. And by and large, nothing you're no matter what, you're always gonna get
1: a few people no matter what the thing is going like, boah, what is this? But by and large, pretty much every bit of, of footage they showed, trailers they dropped, was met with a very positive response.
0: Yeah. Um, so we also got the Aquaman trailer. We sure did. Um, and it it All right. looks I think it aesthetically looks very cool. Um, I, I feel like this is the the best way that I could describe what the story feels like to me is a, if you put Thor one underwater, that is what this feels like. They, they showed
1: on top of the trailer that they released online, they showed an additional, what was basically an extended trailer that they did not release. And the general impression I got from that is it feels like Part of the intention with this story is to transition Arthur away from the character he is in Justice League. Yeah. there It sounds like they're essentially treating that as like, yeah, Thor from the first chunk of Thor. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to shift him away from that. And yeah. the plot, that as we see it, does look very similar. Right. But it also, like, it reminds me of a whole, like, uh, the New 52 Throne of Atlantis storyline in terms of him having to fight his brother Orm for the throne, Patrick Wilson with golden hair is a sight yeah uh, we've also those series seriously like what did it for me what completely sold me i was like you know what i don't even care if it's good i'm here for this were the two quick shots of a comics accurate black manta in action i saw that i'm like i'm i'm there i'm still getting mileage off of replaying those two quick shots like a gif <laughs> over and over in my head
0: yeah i mean i they had me at the first uh images of black manta i was like yeah, this dude looks like serious business. Guy's got a big head. I'm there for it. The only thing that like is a bummer is that he, if he, it feels like he's just going to be uh, a footnote in the overall story. Like you're gonna, he's gonna be like, I'm the main enforcer for your brother, and then uh at some point he's just gonna be
1: dispatched. They'll they'll write like, yeah, like Black Manta and Normal team up. I feel. Fi- Want to say, like, New 52, the origin for Black Manta they explored was that he blames Arthur for the death of his father. Right. And so that provide uh, could provide possibly adequate motivation for him to team up with uh, Patrick Wilson and ride seahorses around and stuff.
0: That's true. I mean, it could also be, they could also, if we're speculating, have this be like the first Black Manta in that, in this dis- dispute, um, this Black Manta's killed, and so the next movie, if there is a the next movie, would be the second coming of the Black Manta.
1: Blacker Manta. Hell yeah. So he's so you so you're saying like Black Manta's like the Django Fett? Hell yeah. And so there's like little he's got like his son there. For some reason, he's like, Come with me for action, boy. And <laughs> he's he's what is he? He's Kratos. Come mm-hmm. with me for action, boy. And uh, that's cause that's what he says. Yes. yes everything of he says feels like it was like Written in Japanese and then fed through a translator. Um, <laughs> Come with me, big action. Uh, the, <laughs> Ikuzo <shonen. laughs> But then, yeah. But then they they cut off his big head. And, right. And the kid, the last shot of the movie before we go to credits is the kid trying to do the little Boba Fett thing from Clones, where he like holds his his dad's helmet and puts his head to it. But the helmet is so big that he can't get it off the ground.
0: <laughs> oh, sad. oh man um yep i hope that happens (laughs) (laughs) um
1: but honestly like uh it looks uh in my opinion a lot stronger than i was expecting uh james wan's chops are not in dispute whatsoever yeah but i was still you know i think like a lot of people a little bit skeptical yeah, but, but then too, like like I didn't realize until I saw the trailer, uh, the trench is in this movie. The trench are like those xenomorph looking things
2: mm. that we see
1: swimming around like in the in the maelstrom shape. Yeah, uh, it really feels like we're taking all of the best, like legitimately cool elements of the Aquaman mythology from the past almost ten years. Yeah, and throwing them in, uh, and and giving it to giving it to a dude who again, like he he did The Conjuring, he directed Furious Seven. Like he completed and released a massively successful blockbuster in which one of the leads was was literally dead for half of production yeah like that's
0: no that's no God, small feat it's got
1: to be challenging i would think
0: <laughs> I haven't, bit.
1: i haven't made a massively successful blockbuster where everybody was alive the entire time <laughs> <laughs> so i can only imagine but seriously it's, like i think there's a lot here Worth getting excited about in a way that I wasn't sure would be the case before Saturday.
0: Yeah, and you would understand being skeptical, especially with all the previous underwater displays that we've had, like the first... little piece that we got from Batman v Superman, where you see him swimming and basically well, holding, like his, holding breath. his breath. Right. Um, and then the stuff from Justice League, where they essentially were like, let's dispatch with this water stuff and, and just blow it all away. You know, they, do, they do like the Gungan City
1: thing, where yeah. they're
0: basically just existing in bubbles. Right. So, uh, but I think that after seeing this, I, I think that they really managed to kind of pull it off so far. Um, it, it doesn't look bad. You see him actually speaking underwater. Um, and I think that the way that the characters look in terms of, like, character design, their costumes and things like that um, are pretty dope. Yeah, the the
1: one shot real early in the trailer of uh, Amber Heard as Mira in the green, just that bright green comics accurate mirror costume yeah right up top right it's just like here if you were afraid that this aquaman was going to be grimdark like those other movies look look at this fish leotard <laughs> look at it look at her hat it's pointy yeah uh we did not we did not to my to my chagrin get any yeah or
2: my man
1: in this trailer but we did get yes a, Woo-hoo,
0: as he jumps out of the plane yep and also like a redheads am i right (laughs) it's like okay he's still that guy that must be early if if they're trying to change that character must be real early in the movie we need but okay but if we're not going to get it at the end of the movie like if he's
1: not going to put a a triton through orm at the end and go all right then like we got to get a lot of that front loaded. i don't need it because no i need it i need it i need it so bad Best, best part of Justice League was him landing on the
0: Batmobile and going,
2: "Yeah!"
0: <laughs> hated every. I just, I hated it. I, it, I, I can't. I I, 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 just can't. Especially the like when he, when he, when he's saved by uh, Cyborg and he's like,
1: "My man, my man." Like,
0: what you think, you Denzel Washington? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Anyways,
1: I still. Every time I think of uh, Jason Momoa, I remember the Key and Peele sketch where they're just spoiling the crap out of Game of Thrones and everybody uh-huh. who died, and they
0: keep referring to him as Big Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we also got a a couple things for the new DC Universe streaming service. Yeah. Um, so I want to start with... the. I want to. I want to end on a happy note. So, like the first thing we got was the Titans trailer. <laughs> let's let's look at the poached elephant in the room, shall we? <laughs> um. So we we get this trailer, and it, it's it's been uh, I'd say a hard road for Titans. Like a lot of people, they had some set photos released, and everyone was being really shitty about it. And then we finally get the first look, and it seems to be very much an origin story for Raven. Yes. like she is reaching out to Dick Grayson, uh, and he seems to be part of the police. Um, yeah, it's which is you know the
1: the Titans obviously a, a more abbreviated, uh, serious uh, version of the Teen Titans. Right. They're they're obviously, and I'm not I'm not a Teen Titans expert the way Teen Titans. Fans are Teen Titan experts. Yeah, but to the best of my understanding, it was all about sort of the sidekicks and the younger heroes coming together to form their own uh, mini Justice League, of Justice League Junior, right, of sorts, to grow and partner up and fight the forces of darkness outside of the shadows of some of the bigger heroes of the DC pantheon.
0: Exactly. Right. So, and which
1: which part part of that concept is that they're they're they're, te- they're teens? They're teens.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so. Beast Boy and Raven look teenaged. Um, you don't get a lot of Starfire. Just like one or two shots. Yeah, and she's mostly on fire. So, like, uh, y- and you get it. You are like, oh ha ha, yeah, Starfire, Starfire, so it's, star it's not just a um, clever name. Yeah. So uh, you can't really tell if she is on the younger side. Um, Dick Grayson looks like he's in his late twenties, um, which I guess if you are gonna if you are gonna have him be the leader then maybe it makes sense to have him be older, but then it kind of gets weird. But Right, I guess- that's
1: the very first place my brain went. It's like, not only are you older, but you're also an authority figure. Right. This could get, especially now that
0: we know you're openly fascist, like, this could get odd. Yes, though I do, like, in speaking about it, and I have no idea if they're going to really lean on it, but like, that works with the way he was raised by Batman in that like he is essentially trying to he's essentially trying to distance himself while doing the same exact thing.
1: Well, would it, would the moment. OK, so the moment that has gotten by far the most attention is Robin just m- straight up murdering dudes in an alley, just stomping on their necks and the, like that guy's dead. He's yep. dead. He's not He's not going home that night. He's not picking <laughs> up his workman's comp. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, someone asks him where Batman is, and his response is, fuck Batman. Yep. I, I described this moment to people before they saw the trailer, and they stared at me dumbfounded. They said, there's no way. And I said, yes. Yeah. Yes, there is a way. Yep. Uh, it reminded me immediately of their relationship in Frank Miller's All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, mm-hmm. which is ostensibly set in the Dark Knight Returns universe, but earlier in their partnership. It's the that's the book that uh, I'm the goddamn Batman is from. Okay. Um, and yeah, their relationship is pretty sick. He essentially basically tortures the kid, like mind and body, forces him to like live in the cave and eat rats and stuff. So if that's what they're doing okay i'd be mad at batman 2 yeah i guess yeah probably
0: i I don't know if we needed it to be that though i guess i think my issue is that like while everything else is moving in a lighter tone because dc's like oh maybe we shouldn't they they specifically were like yo why don't we have this one be super gross and dark? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna not learn from any of our mistakes, and we're just gonna have it be everything everyone hates.
2: Like, it
1: felt weird when Batman was that dark. It feels a good deal weirder to me when Robin is that dark. Right. Even even Damien, the, the grimmest, darkest Robin, is not this grim
0: or dark. Because like the the reason why The reason why Robin leaves for the most part is because he doesn't agree with the way that Batman does things. Batman is all about intimidation and fear and he's all about like essentially like torturing up to the point of not death. Whereas like Robin is like yo I mean maybe there's another way. Maybe we don't have to be like monsters. And Batman's like eat a dick we're monsters! Eat a dick! Um, (laughs) So this idea that that Robin leaves and is like, Batman doesn't kill? Well, fuck it, I'm gonna. Um, especially if he's part of the police force, doesn't really track with me. And so like, that's my main issue, is that it's like this weird dichotomy of his character.
1: My My hope, if I was optimistic enough to have one, is that we'll get some type of inversion on this moment like yeah. we're selling something specific with that moment. But my hope is that we'll maybe pull the rug out from under the viewers and what we're seeing will be contextualized in such a way as to if not justify it then make it track a little bit better with what these characters actually are. Yeah. I don't know that that will happen. <laughs> I I look, I'm I'm willing to give this a shot. Because, all right, I guess I want to see what at least one episode of this looks like. Yeah. But what it looks like based on this first trailer is that whoever it's for isn't me. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. But my, my question then is like, all right, it's very clear who this show is being marketed towards. Are there that many of them? Who, who,
0: like really hardcore. I
1: would say like hardcore Batman v Superman fans seems to be the target
0: audience for this trailer. Oh, they were like, oh, we're gonna get all those Snyder cut people. Well, we
1: know, look, we know there are a bunch of them, but I didn't realize there were necessarily that many of them.
0: I, I, there can't be. I, I think that the idea maybe this show was in development before any of the feedback took place. And they're just like, we're going to make it. We're going to do it. Well, I also wonder, because they were developing a Titan show
1: at uh, TNT for a while. And I think they actually got very close to making it happen. And then it fell through. Right. I'm curious as to uh, even just how similar this is to what that was going to be, if at all. And then, like you say, like how many of those decisions, if any, because when was Batman? It was the same year as Civil War. So that was
0: uh i want to say 2016 i want to say
1: 16 also so that was a couple of years ago so they have probably been developing this thing for a little bit i would be curious to know if and to what extent the response to that movie shaped what this show was going to be and in what direction yeah they did they pull back on some stuff or did they go okay well we can't dump this kind of budget into this tone anymore but we can make a a TV show that we can debut on our streaming service for a lower budget that some of these same audience members will still really like.
0: Right. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, there's no way for us to know. Um, but We're just going to we'll speculate wildly. I mean, yeah, because on the other hand, all of the footage that we've seen could be essentially flashbacks. So we could come into a fully formed Titans team um, and they go into like how they got together and they're like uh, Ra- Robin used to kill people and and Raven didn't have control over her powers and starfire and Beast boy don't say anything and then but look eventually at Beast boy jump yeah look at him go look at
1: how the, the high above his head his arms are while he jumps <laughs> yeah. like a beast I get it uh and then, is he gonna are
0: we gonna see him turn into animals I hope so I mean, I hope that it's not like a they cut away and then a bird flies into frame and you're like, oh, look at that green bird.
1: Right. Or or like if he's just the green, dude, like they just paint the actor green and that's the whole character. And they have him jump around like a cat. Sometimes they have him jump around like uh, Liev Schreiber and Wolverine.
0: Right. Um, I mean, I will say that, like, I do like I did really like the design of Beast Boy. Uh, his outfit looked exactly the way it did in the teen in the. Titan, teen titans um judas contract movie uh which was part of the dc animated universe which was great i don't know if you've seen it um i but have it was not pretty awesome. seen judas contract i've um, seen a
1: bunch of the animated movies from the same you know kind of collection of tied together stuff but i've yeah. not seen that one right it's good it's good Uh it's so good speaking of sidebar really quick speaking of animated stuff they also announced um they're gonna do hush as an animated movie oh really which is pretty cool um and they're also doing, I know they're doing uh, Death and Return of Superman also.
2: Oh! Uh, that
1: That's something that, that w- has been known for a little bit, but uh, yeah, looking forward to those. They announced a couple, but Hush was the, the big new one, yeah. which which kind of seems like a no-brainer. Right. It's, it's yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised that they, they hadn't gotten to that one sooner, but that was the big, I think, animated announcement. That, and also, they officially announced the complete Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray, uh, which is going to hit in October, which just gonna just my money's just gonna be gone it's just gonna be gone it's um, gonna be like i'm not gonna intend to buy it and then one day i'm gonna wake up and my money's just gonna be gone and i'll be holding it and i'll be like what what happened what, <laughs> how long have i been out
0: oh man um that's awesome because they took it off of netflix for like a while ago i want to say like two or three years ago was it on i it was on never there saw for a it on very netflix. short amount of time i know amazon prime had it for a minute yeah Uh, yeah, it jumped from, uh, Netflix to Amazon and then they wiped it. Uh, I forget why, uh, along with, I want to say the original like justice league as well. They had it and then wiped it. Um, I assume WB contracts. Um, but also, uh, speaking of animated stuff. Um, also on the DC Universe streaming platform, we're getting a new season of Young Justice. A lot of which people is,
1: very, very, very excited about this. I am
0: very excited. It's, it is the Teen Titans show that we need. It's the Teen Titans show that everyone wants. Because um, it it's the same premise. It's just a different name. Um, and this one, you... It takes place shortly after the last season. Um, you get to see a few more of the young metahumans that we met in season three. Uh, we we get to see them a little more grown. Like you see Static Shock, who originally was in, in that season. He was probably about 11. Uh, and now he's a little older. Uh, and it just it looks so good. Yeah. Like, the storytelling for Young Justice, you have have you seen Young Justice? I have seen pieces of it. I have some friends
1: that are massive, massive fans that, that have tried to get me for years to sit down and watch the entire thing. Yeah. And every time I sit down with the intention of watching the entire thing, I get into it. I'm like, oh, okay. I like this. I like this. I like this. What's over there? And I just don't come back. Uh, but I'm look, now I have I have no excuse. It's going to be a big part of the conversation again. So now I think it's the perfect time for me to go back and finally jump into the whole thing. Because yeah. the way it has been described to me, it sounds like, oh, this is the DC Universe animated show that I don't have right now that I really want. I think the last DC animated show that I tracked at all was Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're listening... And you haven't checked out Batman The Brave and the Bold, it is absolutely wonderful. Don't let this sort of bright, campy tone of it put you off. It's it's dang good, but it's been since then that there's there's been one. Yeah. Been since then, hasn't been since then. Yes, there we go. There hasn't been since then. There we go. Because I,
0: Brave and the Bold came after the original ti- Teen Titans uh ended. And since then there hasn't been a really like well told uh serialized show. Right. Um, I mean, we've gotten Teen Titans go, but it's garbage. Uh, so let, I dude, don't have an, me. I've
1: never, me. I've never seen it. Okay. I, I didn't, I didn't not was well, too convoluted. The reason I have not seen it has nothing to do with me looking at it and going, this, this looks like it's for babies and dumb and bad. I just kind of felt like, okay, I'm not the target audience for, for this. A lot yeah. of people seem like they like it a lot. I never felt like I, it was necessarily for me. So I haven't jumped in.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely not made for like, it's, it's made for a younger demographic. Um, it's made so that people who are, uh, essentially ages seven to 15 can jump in at any point, laugh at the fart jokes. Uh, and then like, watch another fart joke episode without having seen uh, there's so they increase the child humor um and decrease the the serialized storytelling um so it's a lot of like but like think about it right like the
1: reality of cyborg farting is never going to be as fulfilling as the idea of cyborg
0: farting (laughs) well too bad you get it you get it (laughs) um is it's probably a plasma ray how, he's does, it, like, how does it
1: even work like it, he does it and then he just kind of looks around and he's like i'm not even sure how i did that
0: <laughs> where'd that come from yep um but yeah so that i am looking forward to i may even do a, a, a probably do a trial of the dc universe app just so i can uh take a look at it because now we're getting all these a la carte apps hooray
1: it's uh right the dc app is eight bucks a month and i know they've got a bunch of comics that they're going to be putting on there i think it's kind of a curated thing so things will rotate in and out but you'll get all of the classic dc animated shows presumably a bunch of the movies possibly the cw stuff as well and then you're also going to get some new stuff like titans they're developing a swamp thing series which i'm absolutely there for until and unless it breaks my heart um (laughs) i think for for eight bucks a month uh, it sounds like there's there's enough content there to justify the eight bucks if you're a fan of these worlds and these characters.
0: Yeah. Um, also, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, uh, if you want to include it as an add-on to my current Hulu service, I will do that at a discounted rate. I will 100% do that.
1: That's it, you got to figure right. Like at a certain point, they'll partner with something else and use it. Like you you can have their service as like a Hulu add-on an Amazon Prime add-on. Right. Yeah, it usually takes a a, a minute for once a, a once, little once, bit. Yeah, yeah, when somebody sets up their own independent streaming service, it takes yeah, it takes a minute, but they usually get
0: around to that. So please do that. Like, I'll also accept it as an add-on to like Amazon Prime, um, because Amazon Prime also does subchannels. So Warner Brothers, if you're listening to this, please do that. I like I like a la carte uh viewing, but I also like curated single destination viewing. Just so you know. Anyways, um, so uh, I want to move into DC CW Arrowverse stuff. Cool, cool.
1: So we um, got a bunch of trailers dropped. We got trailers dropped for all the big shows.
0: Hell yeah! So did you get a chance to watch them all? Um, I watched. Uh, I watched for Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. I don't remember if we got a Black Lightning trailer.
1: I know they dropped something, but I don't know if it was released. Right. Just like, well, just like, too, they dropped some uh, the first footage from Wonder Woman 1984, which was not released. Right. Although, real quick sidebar on that, apparently the tone of that, the look of that is completely different. And it's a lot lighter. Like, it's not, apparently not the same tone as the first movie at all. Interesting. Much brighter, much, uh, uh, I saw the word sillier thrown around and not as a pejorative. Just yeah. this, is almost, this is a lot more like Marvel. Um, <laughs> but everybody seemed to really like what they saw and, and I saw a couple people say it looks a lot more expensive. Whatever that means. Interesting. It Cool. Nobody is, al- of course, nobody's allowed to say yet how Chris Pine is back. Yeah. Have we talked about my single favorite theory on this?
0: What is your single favorite theory? Martian Manhunter. Got it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, um, uh, I my only issue, and I think that like my issue only applies if you uh, include Batman v Superman, but if you exclude it, like at a certain point, Diana has to lose faith in humanity.
1: I don't think we we're, we're, we acknowledge that anymore.
0: Good. I don't think it happens anymore. That's the only
1: thing. I think she was just saying that to Bruce because she's just like, I don't know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't owe you an account of my activities. Um, all right, that's fine. Then that's like, good. where have I been? Where have you been, bro? Where were you in <laughs> WW One? Come on.
0: I wasn't born
1: yet. <laughs> Fucking humans. <laughs> just 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 Batflex just like <sighs> he goes out to like his <laughs> lake house and he just starts downing. Wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, but I would I I would love a more serious or not a more serious, a less serious like a really silly fun Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot the way that she plays Wonder Woman, uh she can be serious but at the same time like there's a lightness to her. Yes. There's like there's no way that you can watch her Wonder Woman and not just like smile from the diaphragm up. Right,
1: no, no disrespect whatsoever to to Henry Cavill's Superman. Uh, One for, for all intents and purposes, Wonder Woman is now our our Superman of that universe. Yeah, and I love the idea that, of course, of course, uh, 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 Gal Gadot can play a very serious and very very grim and very you know, uh, er, er, very Earnest, earnestly serious, yeah. very earnestly serious. But she does; she has that quality that you're describing, where it's like, oh, I would really like to see what what she could do even in the couple of like early wonder woman scenes in justice league that are very bright there's a feel to them that we don't really get back in that movie mm-hmm. and i'd like to see even just like the, the the lighting and the color palette just crank all that up make it look brighter and then yes just more fun yeah just wait just way more fun because we, we saw the we saw the the grimmer version of it and it, it worked now give me the less grim version of it and have it work.
0: Yeah. If the next movie is the the dress trying on scene for like two hours, and then Chris Pine shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm here too," then I'm fine with that as well. I don't know if I want two hours of the dress trying scene, but but come uh, on, we're also here kicking that dress. This is also the
1: same movie that's going to feature Kristen Wiig as the cheetah. This all this all adds up to something that sounds incredibly promising. The fact that they had footage to show already is is kind of surprising and cool. Yeah. But what what we're hearing so far, uh, it it points to something that is very different, hopefully retains a lot of what we loved about the first one while trying something new and something brighter and something, uh, honestly, closer to what I think a lot of us wanted from these movies in the first place.
0: Yeah,
2: I
1: agree. So anyway, going all the way back now, CW.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you for hitting that. I, I completely forgot um, cuz i didn't watch the the footage and i was sad well they
1: didn't yeah they didn't release the, i'm sure by now it's probably leaked but uh but no, they didn't release
0: support it support your fish support the official release um but we got so um yes we got uh announcements for supergirl where uh they are featuring the first trans superhero, which is dope. How yeah? How cool is that? Um. So this is uh. Da, 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 so yeah, Nicole Main. Thank you. Yes. Um, who is playing Nia Nal, also known as Dreamer? Yes. Um. They they went out they went out of their way to make sure that like they're like well this this character is trans so why not have a trans person in that role which is uh awesome uh, it is very cool it is very very cool and I. Like, seriously, man,
1: like hats, hats off both both uh, metaphorical and literal hats off to how dang progressive the show has been committed to being since its inception. Yeah, Um, we've talked about how we maybe didn't love season three as much as the second season. But yes. it sounds like we're we're maybe going back in a direction that I think you and I favored, especially. Um, I I know I read somewhere that we're going to be spending more time with Kara, the journalist, again. So hopefully we will be exploring. We will we will be exploring some more like progressive social ideas. I know yeah. that they talked a bit about the the content of the fourth season, and we're going to be dealing with like rising anti. Alien sentiment. Mm -hmm. So hopefully like they did a great deal in season two We can take a lot of these kind of fantastical story elements Use them to hold up a mirror to the real world and explore some of these progressive uh, progressive issues in a hopefully productive and enlightened way All all of that is very promising to me like that's what I loved most about this show So the idea of moving back in that direction has me excited.
0: Yeah, the so the the show is strongest when it is tackling poignant issues in an in an honest and meaningful way, both to the the audience and to the characters. Really having people look at these issues through these characters' eyes and and giving them a specific perspective. They they tried it once last season with the gun issue, with like the, varying with the, the, effects. The Guardian episode, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that when they, but I don't feel like there was an earnestness behind it. Whereas like in previous seasons, they're really like looking at these, at these issues and, and really going, how do how would this affect these characters? And then letting us see those effects firsthand. Yes. Um. And so I love that we're getting back to that. It It like revitalized my... Uh, my excitement for this next season. Yes. Um, um, I'm al- oh, go oh, ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. Uh, I'm also excited to see the, the new villain. Um, it is, uh, Black Manchester? Oh, Manchester Black, Manchester Black. Yes, yes, which excites me a
1: lot. Um, that Manchester Black was a character who first popped up in the story. Uh, I believe it's "What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way." Yes, which was adapted later as an animated movie called Superman vs. the Elite. Um, I love that movie. I would go highly recommend you check out Superman vs. the Maybe around when uh when that comes out, uh, that comes out when season four of Supergirl debuts and we start to. Talking about that character, you know, as part of the conversation, then maybe we can jump back and talk about Superman versus the Elite. It's a dang good uh, adaptation. Yes. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. We also teased uh, Red Daughter at the end of season three, which they have said will will feature more prominently in the back half of the season. But that they, that is going to be utilized pretty heavily. And yeah. also, uh, uh, Jeremy Jordan departed as a full-time cast member at the end of season three, but that we are also going to be seeing him every so often from the sound of it
0: right yeah he's he's gonna be doing broadway but like he can pop in every so often in the same way that like uh melissa Benoist is also on broadway um i think right now even as they're shooting so uh we may spend some time without her throughout the season
1: which you know uh uh Never a bad time to flesh out some of the supporting cast a little bit further, uh, especially because that supporting cast is so dang charming. Oh yeah, um, I'm really curious to see what what John gets up to this season, if anything, because I know he he stepped down from his position at the DEO if I'm remembering correctly. You are remembering correctly. So hopefully he's going to go on really funky Mars missions and stuff, because <laughs> that would be that would be my 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 only concern with that is like not we're not going to get enough Martian Manhunter for my liking this season.
0: Yeah. I mean or it's uh you'll get more extreme Martian Manhunter. He'll be like, I'm not sanctioned by the DEO anymore. Fuck Time Batman. Batman. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's just stomping everybody's necks. <laughs> he, he like turns into like a multi-legged things and just like stomping <laughs> on necks <next, laughs> left and right. Oh, oh man. Uh oh. so yeah. So you guys remember the issue where Martian Manhunter turned into a giant spider with boots on? <laughs> you know, classic
1: episode. Uh, but so but so all that's all that's pretty promising, yes. I think.
0: Um so we also got uh some news or well, we also got uh news from Flash. Yeah, um, so the reveal of the new villain. So- yeah, oh, what were, oh, were you gonna say?
1: The, the, no, there's a few kind of interesting, uh, exciting bits of flash news that came out. But the villain, I believe you're referring to, is uh, Cicada. Yes, It's going to be played by Chris Klein,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: I haven't seen in a, in a minute.
0: Yes, he. If you don't know who Chris Klein is, he was in American Pie. He was
1: uh, a <laughs> what's his name? Uh, o- Ox Oz Ox. Uh, What's I think his character Oz, Ox something, something like that. that
0: doesn't matter it's one um, syllable it's us he was yeah he was the dark-haired handsome guy I feel like a um, lot of
1: people maybe know him now from that that uh, Mamma Mia audition video that leaked
0: I don't know I anything mean, you you about see, that
1: oh boy so we're gonna watch that before uh, we get out of here today
0: sounds good um, he was uh, also
1: in I think he popped up in uh, the Chun-Li the, movie
0: I think oh maybe yeah I know he was also in Just Friends, the Ryan Reynolds movie, uh, where Ryan Reynolds plays a uh, a guy who used to be fat and is in love with a lady. Uh, was he the? Is he the other guy? Yeah. The one with the guitar. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, he pops up in a lot of things, and it's just like, look at me, I'm Chris Klein. Um, but yeah, he's going to be playing Cicada, which will be interesting. I was watching some pre-interviews before the panel, and the team was talking mostly they were mostly talking about um the addition of Nora Allen uh and they were like and the new villain's not gonna be a speedster which was all that they were able to reveal at that time. Right. And then later we got the official announcement. Yeah.
1: Um and we got we got two at the same time. Like we saw a new uh trailer for the fourth fifth season. Wow.
0: Yeah five years of this already. I know. Uh
1: and we got, we got little teases. We got, we got to see the flash ring for mm-hmm. the first time, which is awesome. So in the comics, he has this ring, which you saw a shot of in this trailer, where essentially he just fires the suit out of the tip of the ring and just runs right into it. Yeah. So he's got it on the go wherever he is on his hand. It's been a big part of the character's iconography forever. And the fact that they're bringing it into the show now, it just makes my little nerdy heart sing. <laughs> um, they revealed that we are going to be seeing yet another iteration of Harrison Wells, which i thought was a foregone conclusion there's no way that they're gonna let tom cavanaugh go until the dude is good and ready to leave oh yeah um and then also they they told us that we are going to and this is like this is going to be my super bowl uh probably back half of the season we're going to get a whole
0: uh grod and king shark episode Ooh. which i'm i'm hyped for um i would love it if it's just them palling around. Being like, hey, you wanna you you wanna go get a burger? And Grodd's like, I'd love to. Yeah, and it's just the um, two of
1: them like watching like a uh, like a soccer match yeah. at a, at a
0: restaurant or something. Ooh. And then they start doing like. Um uh, over-the-top style arm wrestling competitions and so like they're like who thinks that they can beat Grodd and Grodd's like Grodd's so weak and they're, right, like <laughs> they're gaming the entire thing and they're going
1: from town to town just fixing these arm wrestling competitions <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, I, this is I want it if it's not this I'm going to be
0: very disappointed no, they need
1: to spin this show off this will be like they're hard traveling heroes but it's Grodd and King Shark fixing arm wrestling competitions across the land
0: Oh, and we'll call it Grods and Kings." Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh I need man. This. Uh, we also we'll, this season we'll get an episode directed by Daniel Panabaker. That's right. I did yeah. see this.
1: So uh, we also, speaking of Daniel Panabaker, we know that uh, now that we will get back to Killer Frost before all is said and done, and they also teased a number of deaths but with no indication as to, you know, whether these deaths will be big or small. I assume, I assume there's got to be at least one big one
0: or why tease deaths. I mean, they're just going to kill, they're just going to kill Wells again. We we killed Grant Gustin. Oh man, it's going to be so good. It's going to just kill them. I'd love, because they kill people all the time, but no one stays dead except for Sisko's brother. Except for Sisko's brother. And I guess uh, Diggle's
1: Diggle's daughter or his his son? His I
0: daughter. mean she's not dead technically. She just changed uh It's the it's a girl now, right? Yeah, or okay, no, it was a girl and it now it's a boy. Was a girl and now yeah, it's a boy. It's Connor.
1: Right. That's right cuz he's got to be the the green arrow in the future. That's right. There's Which, a lot of continuity to these things now, man. Yeah. Oliver's mind breaks in prison and so it's just a lot of like ooh he's like making Bob Dylan sounds the whole uh the whole season. And every time the title hit happens when we go to the you know dun 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 pff, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. background of that you just hear ooh. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and that's that's his character now. We finally got the goatee as we saw in the arrow trailer. But we're also getting a lot of weird elongated Bob Dylan noises.
0: Uh, oh Jesus. Um You have failed this city. city. Um, yeah, I so I'm officially over Arrow. <laughs> and it I just it I I want to watch because, you know, like it's part of the greater universe but it's gotten to the point where like i don't necessarily have an emotional investment in the characters and that makes me sad yeah i mean we've
1: we've both been i think watching these shows since they started yeah um and i i also i don't i don't think i'm speaking out of turn when i when i offer that perhaps neither of us thought that season 6 was their strongest season yeah, and it and it felt even more noticeable coming off what I felt was their strongest season overall in season five. Yeah, um, we do though. Uh, Beth Beth Schwartz is taking over as showrunner. Um, she, I believe, had, had been a writer on the show for a while. So we've got somebody else at the helm now. We've got a completely shifted status quo. Uh, we saw Oliver out himself as the Green Arrow and go to prison at the end of last season, which is where we pick up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. There are opportunities to do new things in new ways. Yeah. Are we going to do that remains to be seen, but I am not ready to tap out. I want to give this slightly shifted iteration a shot because when Arrow hits, it really hits. Yeah. When it doesn't, it doesn't. It really it doesn't really but i am because we have somebody new at the helm i i think we have an ability to sidestep aggressive staleness yeah and i know i believe i i think bamford is directing the premiere which is, his stuff is always excellent um yeah uh, the dude knows how to conceive and execute action sequences like uh Few people working in television, if yeah. not better than anybody. Right. Um, we got to see a really kind of interesting prison shower fight with Oliver Queen, which I'm <laughs> sure is going to make a lot of people real happy. Yeah. Because Steven Amell just keeps right on being handsome. Uh, yeah. Keeps keeps right on being in shape. <laughs> that, that guy.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: the the uh, trailer was specific to be like, look at all these uh, workout shots. Ooh yeah. Well, shirtless in prison,
1: like you know, the dude is gonna figure out how to turn his cot into a salmon ladder. <laughs> oh man! They, they like they, there's a bottle episode, maybe like episode uh, two or three. That's just 42 minutes of him turning his bed into the salmon ladder. Right, of course, it's and a like, lot of grunting. Just a lot of like, <laughs> look how
2: ingenuitive he is. Ugh. Don't mess with him.
1: And every every once an act he breaks
0: to do. Headstand push-ups. <laughs> um, I do like that we're getting old villains coming back. Like, I, they showed Michael Jai White, who was uh white tiger. Yeah. They showed Brick, who is played by— uh, Vinny Jones. Vinnie Jones. Um, so I really it, like that. It
1: makes sense that uh, Oliver Queen incarcerated would bump into some of the people he helped put away. And yeah. once his identity is public, they probably have some words for him. Mm. which I which I, I, I like. There was a – I don't know if we've talked about it on this show, but we've definitely talked about it before. There was a long time ago, before there was an Arrowverse, before there was a Marvel Cinematic Universe, there was a pitch for a Green Arrow movie called Supermax, mm-hmm. which is essentially what, what it looks like this concept is. It's Oliver Queen gets locked in a maximum security penitentiary and has to essentially fight his way through – a roster of villains to yeah. to survive and presumably escape and if i remember the pitch correctly it was all without costumes because they're all in in prison yeah. so this looks like we can kind of low key incorporate elements of that old unused pitch so that for me was kind of fun to see in the trailer
0: yeah i agree um i am going to jump uh because we're we're going to Run a little long, so I want to jump into some of the other stuff.
1: Yeah, because we didn't um, get too much from the legends trailer. Not yeah. a whole lot that we didn't know already. There's John Constantine, which is great. There's a unicorn, which is great. It looked like we saw young Jimi Hendrix at one point, which is great. That shows. <laughs> that show's always a blast. So, like, obviously, back in for that, but not too much in the way of reveals. Yeah,
0: not really. Um, but we got a little bit from Marvel TV, which with the Iron Fist trailer. So. I haven't seen any
1: footage myself. Teaser. I haven't seen any footage from it myself. But what I heard coming out of this panel was such a profoundly pleasant surprise. Okay. It really... We got a new showrunner. We got a new fight choreographer. It looks like what we're doing, by, by all accounts, again, having not seen a frame of footage myself, it... Looks like they heard a lot of complaints about the first season. Yeah. And if only in terms of the fight sequences, uh, it looks like they really did put the work into to up the ante there by all accounts. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm right now working my way through the second season of Luke Cage. Finally, I'm still early on, but I'm very much looking forward to, I believe, episode 10 where Danny Rand shows up because it feels like they Put a, a, a slightly different spin on the character that seems to really be working for people. Yeah, and I'm hoping then if it, if it really is working for people, they can take some of that and run with it going forward. But again, like new new team steering the ship, so I'm I'm not I'm not going to write it off yet. I'm I'm still here to give it another chance because I want these things to really excite me in a way that they haven't quite yeah. in a little bit. But how positive the response to their panel presentation was, especially considering how tepid the response to the entire first season was has me uh uh if cautiously so optimistic
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely willing to give it another try i'm i'm i have to say that i'm biased and that i don't like finn jones as iron fist um he he's gotten better like i've seen him in defenders and he was a little bit better especially bouncing off the other people you put him
1: with luke i feel like he's at his most effective
0: right And I know that, like, they had mentioned in a pre-interview before the panel that Davos would be coming back. And you get
1: now, I think, one shot leaked, but apparently they will be donning the masks from the comic books. It may
0: only be in a flashback, but we are
1: (laughs) going to get to see the masks at least for a second.
0: Yeah. And so that's, I mean, Davos was the most interesting character in the first season. So having him come back, and even if he's not the big bad, I would love if he just comes in, wrecks shit, causes trouble, and then it gets out of there. The big bad
1: is uh, Typhoid Mary, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh, very first
1: time uh, Typhoid Mary will have appeared in live action.
0: Nice. Um, And it
1: sounds too like Danny Rand's, part of Danny Rand's intention here is because following the events of Defenders, as far as everybody knows, Matt Murdock is dead. So there's no more Daredevil. So I think his intention is to sort of step up and take on the role of protector in the absence of Daredevil.
0: Yeah. In the teaser that they released, um, essentially someone's getting mugged. He jumps in, uh, beats a couple people up, and then he fists the ground um, in a non-sexual way. That's that's pretty... But That's the, different. Yeah, it's different from season I mean, it's one. What the grounds into? It's doof. You know, don't be, don't hey, be judging. There,
2: hey, no, hey, they're all
0: consenting. Yeah, adults and ground here. Yeah, he was like, yo, 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 yo. You primed, and then the ground was like, yo, I guess. This, the ground I mean, was like, I guess. This happens so. all the time. Sure. You know, this is what I'm, this is what I like, and so he was like, all right, cool, glow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that should be interesting. Um, I feel like that's the only thing we really got from Marvel TV this year. Um, we got Jeff Loeb's cosplay, whatever was going on there. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like there were a certain amount of uh, features that are coming out that I'm really interested in.
1: Yes, and mo- most of the rest of the trailers that got
0: dropped are still Warners. Like, Warners really did rule the day. <laughs> that's true. Um, cause they, Warner is also Lego movie, right? Yeah. Um, which Lego movie Two looks really fun. Um, I'm in the, so in the bag for this, like, (laughs) like so
1: many people when they announced a Lego movie, it was sort of like, what, why I don't like, it's hard enough to have a conversation about the goofy stuff. I like without hearing, it's just a big toy commercial. This is literally a big toy commercial. How is this going to work? And of course the thing is such a wonderful, 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 hilarious, heartwarming movie. Yeah. Lego Batman ditto. Like it, it, Ended up becoming one of my favorite types of Batman stories. The type of story where Batman realizes that he's stronger with a family than he mm-hmm. is on his own. I'm, yeah, I'm hyper in the back for this. I did not see the, the Lego nin- ninj- ninjago, ninjago movie. Didn't see um, that one.
0: Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it had some, some really funny moments. Uh, I saw it on a plane. Oh. But uh, Lego Movie 2, I think what I really like about this trailer that we got is, one, it acknowledges everyone's big complaint about the first movie, that, like, Wild Style was not treated great. Um, And I also like that the the undertone is essentially that the kid who—this if is a spoiler for Lego Movie 1, so if you don't want to hear it, cover your ears for three seconds— Um, but everything takes place in a kid's brain. Um, so the implication is that kid, uh, gets a sister. Yes, that's right.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Or not, not gets a sister, but like at the end, the, the Will Ferrell dad is like, all right, but we got to let your sister play too. And then the sister comes in and it's like the weird, like alien unicorn cat things or whatever the heck they are. Yeah. Or no, the, the, like, I'm picturing that. You know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I know what you're talking about.
0: Everyone knows what you're talking about. Um... But, yeah, so I, I like that we are building on, like, it could it could have just been easy, just as easy for them to be like, all right, new group of people for Lego Movie 2. Right. Um, but, because it's more toys. Um, but instead, they are expanding on both the overall, the, like, under all uh, Lego universe, but also the outer Lego universe. So I like it.
1: Licensing is weird, man, because now I'm thinking about how (laughs) in the first one we could use, it's a Warner's joint, so like we could use all of the Warner stuff. We could use anything owned by New Line, so we could put like Green Lantern and Gandalf in a room together. Yeah. But because Lego has licenses to just about everything under the sun, we can also throw the Millennium Falcon into this piece. And like, that's just so odd to me, the way licensing works. It's awesome. It's great. It's great. (laughs) Every so often, man, all the corporate bureaucracy nonsense works out in our favor.
0: Hell yeah. Um, But another movie that I am really looking forward to, in a weird way, is the new Godzilla King of Monsters movie. So I watched this trailer twice. I had
1: to watch it twice because the first time I came away going, okay. And then I saw everybody losing their dang minds about it. And I went, okay, what did I miss? Yeah. And the second time I went, I sat down, I watched it. I maybe had had a drink or two. (laughs) Mm-hmm. After those two and a half minutes, I was like, "Okay, I get it. I get what this did for everybody else, and I feel weirdly emotionally drawn to it." I mean,
0: it like it is a combination of all the nostalgia that everyone who loves Godzilla could ever have, right? Because the, my my big
1: complaint about the Gareth Edwards version was too much people, not enough monsters. Right. It had one of the dopest like. Climaxes in a big movie in a long, 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 long time. Give me two hours of Godzilla ripping open the Muto's mouth and firing <laughs> his beam down into it. Right. Holy shit! I'm a happy camper. This one looks like we maybe have centralized uh our our people stuff in a more emotionally impactful way because they're, the the we were told that the human characters we were tracking in the first movie all loved and cared about each other, but we really didn't get to explore that very much. Yeah. Uh, It looks like this, this story, at least based on the trailer is just as much about family as it is about big monsters. Yeah. So I feel like we've got a bit, uh, a bit stronger core emotional nucleus and then holy shit, do we have more monsters? And it's so, (laughs) and not just Godzilla himself, but like, saw sort of Mothra and like King Ghidorah at the end of that trailer, yeah. and apparently they uh, they announced Bear McCreary as composer, which is very very oh, exciting. Nice, Bear McCreary, ton 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 of credits, but uh, I, I am an inc- exceptionally big fan of his work on Battlestar Galactica. Yes, but he gets to play with the original uh, Toho Godzilla music, which is really exciting. Nice. Um, yeah, all of all of this to say, like, yeah, I'm totally, I'm in the bag for this. I'm in the bag for for Godzilla versus King Ghidorah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, I, the here is my take on it and it's going to be real controversial, everyone. Look, just wait for my hot take. No, um I feel like especially the way that the uh trailer is narrated, it almost feels like it's from the the villain's perspective where they're like too many humans ruining this planet. We gotta start all over and let the monsters loose. Um, Cause it, like, if you look at it from like a human perspective, finding these monsters and be just so that they can like reset the the environment seems like a bad idea. But if you're like, oh man, this person is tricking everyone into releasing these monsters and killing everybody, it seems real dope. It seems so cool.
1: I'm going to be honest, man. Uh, As somebody who regularly reads the news, I increasingly feel uh, (laughs) in favor of the argument that maybe we should just release all the monsters.
0: I mean, the monsters are out. You just see them every day. Not those monsters. You see them every day. No,
1: not the scary monsters. The fun (laughs) monsters like Godzilla and King Ghidorah. (laughs) Right.
0: Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, I think that, like, if nothing else, even if the story isn't great, like the the movie itself is going to be a visual spectacle. It's going to be so, it's one of those movies that you have to see in the theater. Absolutely. And we know we know we're, this
1: is another stepping stone towards uh, Adam Wingard's Godzilla versus Kong movie. How did you feel about Skull Island? Didn't watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Skull Island on this show. I dig it. Okay, I dig it a good deal. Um, it is so much fun. And the first time I saw it, I went, oh, my God, this is just the most wonderful, big, dumb, goofy movie. Yeah, I don't not feel that way. But also, you go back to it, there is so much there in terms of detail and nuance that you wouldn't necessarily— It's like you'd miss while you were fixated on the giant ape throwing a tree through a helicopter. Right. Um, it is— it is a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, J- Jordan vote Roberts, who directed that and uh, Kings of Summer, has been attached to a Metal Gear Solid movie for a very long time. Uh uh-huh. If you w- if you know the Metal Gear world and that tone and that sensibility, and you watch Kong Skull Island through that prism, yeah, yeah, this this dude is the dude you want to make the Metal Gear movie if they ever actually get it off the ground. Um. But this, I guess, is going to in whatever in whatever way tie into that movie. We also see Ken Watanabe back, presumably, as yeah. his
0: character from the last one. I would assume
1: so. So, so then, yes, this will lead us all into uh, a big a big Godzilla Kong movie, which like it doesn't even have to be good, man. Like you, you barely <laughs> even have to finish the effects on that motherfucker, and I'll still go see it. Right. Like
0: the, ultimately, you you just need a first act that's like, hey. Godzilla's coming, and this other group being like, "Godzilla bad." We got this ape, and then they're like, "Cool, uh, let him fight." Yeah, and, and then you the like,
1: and it would be the the most winky on the nose moment <laughs> ever. It'd be like Kong Godzilla, and then it would just be a slow pan to Ken Watanabe who'd look right down the barrel of the camera
0: and go, "Let them fight," and he winks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's all you that's all you need. That's really like, all you need. I think I feel like the biggest misstep in a lot of these big monster movies is that we feel like we have to justify why the monsters are there. And like, we have to give them these big elaborate backstories. It's like, it's no, you don't need it. Just let them do their thing. Like I would even accept it's like, all right, this movie takes place back before man even existed. And uh, we got all these monsters. Guys, you remember when Godzilla uh, beat up all these monsters before we were born? And then it flashes back and it's just like an hour and a half fight of Godzilla just living in the world. It's like, how are you flashing back to that? You weren't there. (laughs) I don't care. It doesn't matter. I I think my
1: initial reaction to the trailer when I watched it, like, immediately was, oh, they still think we need to put people in these?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that, like... The people are just there to set up the monsters. They're like, all right, we're going to call this one Mothra. And it's going to be a giant moth. All right, cool. Let's go to the next one. And then they're like, oh, sweet. We found, we, we found this one that has three heads. Um, sweet. Defrost it. Uh, all right. It looks like a king. Look at all those heads. All right. Bye. And then uh, we're like, cool. Oh, man. Look at these giant other things. Uh, sweet. Guys, can we control these? And everyone looks at each other and goes, nope and then boom monsters come up
1: <laughs> i'd watch that <laughs> ten, <laughs> that's,
0: 10 out of 10. that's what it should be that's all it needs to be that's all it needs to be yeah um i think at the very beginning uh someone should be watching jurassic park being like man hubris of man am i right and then they're like hey Ken, the camera pans
1: over and king kong is sitting there on the couch yeah
2: <laughs> totally <laughs>
1: And, like, he's clearly meant to be in disguise. Like, he's wearing a polo and some khakis. <laughs> he's just sitting there,
0: like, eating a Twix or something. And yeah. he's like,
1: totally. Tubers man.
0: Tubers <laughs> man. Oh, man. Um, so, another thing uh, was we got no, no new footage, uh, but they had a panel for Venom...
2: Yeah, Where, uh, didn't they show... No, they did show
1: something. Did they? Yeah, because people were talking about how in the footage they showed, apparently Venom bites off a dude's whole head. Oh. Or is at least it's heavily implied that he bites off a dude's whole head.
0: Got it. I did. I think I had just seen an additional still. I don't think... It definitely wasn't released to the public, so you would have had to be in that panel to see it. Um, I mean, a lot of the headlines are all like... Ooh, implied that Venom may meet Spider-Man at some point. Even though they
1: flat out said that's not happening in right. this movie, we'd like it to hypothetically happen in the future.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. The basic, basically, the quote from Tom Hardy is like, "Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to take on Spidey one day." Yeah, I mean, me and Tom Holland, I think that'd be cool. That's Tom, the quote. Tom Moore. Yeah. What?
1: Tom. Tom War Tumbles. Oh yeah. Tom Ooh. The Tom Tom Tumble. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. We're calling it the Tom Tom Tumble there.
0: Welcome to the Tom Tom Tumble! Sony
1: Sony officially announces the Tom Tom Tumble.
0: <laughs> um but like yeah, so I mean nothing new and interesting from that. I'm still I'm still really skeptical about Venom. Uh, they sure did make a Venom movie. Uh yep. It's it's a thing. I mean, I will I will see anything with Riz Ahmed because I want to support that actor. And I like
1: the idea of him as a villain. Yeah, I like the idea of, of seeing him get to play that because we said. Did you see um, the night of? I've
0: seen most of it. It's half
1: of it. Watching his transformation in that is pretty incredible. And yeah. watching him go from essentially a kid who has no idea why this is happening. To him, to somebody who has been completely hardened by the experience he's gone through, to the point where that kid is gone. Yeah, uh, watching him play that that hardness and that darkness, I'm very, very, very excited to see what he can do with a full-on villainous character. Because oh, yeah. you know he's not. Um, Dude's not an over-actor. Dude always feels so grounded, so subtle, but there's so much intensity in that dude's eyes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really curious. And he's, he's more of an industrial villain. Yeah. Um, but actually, I feel like industrial villains, like I immediately think Bond villain. I immediately think monologuing and a little bit of mustache twirliness,
0: Probably. which I'd kind of love to see from him also. um, I think what I would like is if we are all wrong about the tone of this movie and it is like, the goofiest movie we've ever seen. And at some point, cause Riz Ahmed is also a rapper.
1: If uh, I heard something about this and oh, this, yeah.
0: this just seems like too much greatness to be real. Ah, man. But if, if, if we get a, him rapping his plan, he's like, you know what? Why don't I break it down for you? And then he's like, drop a beat. And then, uh, at a, at like one of his cronies comes out with a fucking boom box. And then like, Puts it down, and he's like, first I get the symbiote, and then I'll show you what I got. <laughs> do, 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 um, do, This would be the greatest movie in the history of movies. It turns out that Venom is a hip-hop musical,
1: <laughs> and it has been since day one. Yes, and they're just trying to lure people who wouldn't normally go to see a musical into the theater by promising like hardcore venom bites off a dude's whole head action. Right, but what they don't tell you is once he swallows the entire head, he just starts freestyling about how tasty that dude's head was.
0: Oh yeah, he's like I love getting
1: head, um, man. You just <laughs> why, you got to you had to take it right there.
0: That's, you had that's to the take rap. It, you had to take that's it right the there, rap, my dude. You
1: didn't even rhyme it with anything. You just I you,
0: didn't I, I didn't get to the second <laughs> voice. Or to the second verse The second voice like, Can you like,
1: imagine I haven't heard uh, Really Tom Hardy's Venom voice Outside of maybe One line In the first trailer Where he's like We are Venom Yeah But apparently They talk to each other Throughout the movie uh-huh. I would love uh, Eddie Brock And Venom To rap battle Throughout these sequences <laughs> And then They have to The 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 climax Is they have to Tag team Rap battle Rizumed. Ooh I'd be into it And like uh, Carnage is like The Mackay Pfeiffer
0: Oh yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. let me teach you how to symbiote. I'll show you what I got, <laughs> and then <laughs> everybody Stupid. says that.
1: Everybody says that. Yeah. That's like calling you out, right?
0: That's, That's like the
1: let me see you dance. Hell yeah, 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 it's yeah. Just,
0: show me what you've got. <laughs> it's that. That's how you initiate. A, like it's like when you run into a, a Pokemon in the in the field. So it's like you say it. And it's like. <laughs> da, na, da, na, na, na.
1: And they all have to like Freestyle over that Yeah Which I feel like would be Really difficult to freestyle You'd have to go like real quick But that's what the symbiote is for Yeah Of course that's, what, symb- that's actually the way They're trying to utilize the symbiote It's not like for military applications They're not looking to weaponize it They just want to be better rappers
0: Yeah That's why the symbiote Is sensitive to sound Is because it just Really hates bad beats This and beat ed- is not sick <laughs> <laughs> Ah oh jeez. um okay so that that's that's those are all the things i wanted to cover um did we want to really quick hit crimes
1: of grindelwald at all
0: um sure
1: i actually was uh i i was intrigued by this trailer. Okay. I was not super, super duper hot on the first Fantastic Beasts, and the first trailer for this one didn't do a ton for me, but there's some there's some stuff in this that looks kinda cool to me. Yeah. I think the idea of like Thestral carriage chase in the sky is something <laughs> that might make the entire thing worth watching. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I don't know, But but I'm intrigued. I'm yeah. intrigued in a way that I was not necessarily before they dropped this trailer.
0: To me, it so I have to be honest that I I haven't seen the first one. I wasn't really super interested. I liked Harry Potter, I wasn't necessarily like craving any like Newt Scamander led films. I like Eddie Redmayne, um, but I just it wasn't something I was interested in. So when I saw this this trailer, um, it looked interesting, but it also felt very much like they were like, yo, we're gonna make Newt into Harry. Um, so, cause it, it really feels, especially with the addition of Dumbledore and Dumbledore being like, yo, do my dirty work, my dude. Uh, it really was like, and, and Grindelwald being very, um, very Voldemort-esque. I'm still stuck on your Dumbledore. What a missed opportunity that Jude
1: lies in playing it exactly like that.
0: (laughs) I mean, he almost is though. (laughs) Like you see him walk up and he's like. I can't move against Grindelwald, but you can. And he, like, winks and then disappears. And you're like, what the fuck? Why did you even come here? You just, like, come on. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I hesitate to be excited about it in that, like, it just feels like they took a character who was fun and quirky and are turning him into the same archetype that they did the first time.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know where I really come down on this whole, like, extended Potter-verse thing yet. Yeah. I feel like it's a little too soon to know, and I feel like we're still in the weird kind of trial and error phase. Yeah. But again, I I feel more intrigued by this trailer. Honestly, I was more intrigued by this trailer than I was by the entirety of the first movie. Yeah. Which I'm not going to sit here and say I think it's terrible. There are decisions they made that I do not understand. But um, I found this trailer intriguing enough that I'm not going to... I'm not gonna d- jump off the broom, as it were, just <laughs> yet. Ha ha! Ha ha
0: ha! I wish Colin Farrell had stayed.
1: Well, that's one of the that's one of the decisions. From do you know how the the first one ends? Yeah. 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 That's
0: one of the ones I don't get. Yeah. I wish I like Colin Farrell a lot, um, and I wish that he if I wish that at the end they were just like blah blah blah, Mr. Grindelwald, and he had been like ha ha. It's me! It's, Grinder- it's me! Grinderwald. Grinderwald. Oh.
1: And then he pulls off his head and he's got the bullseye on his head for some reason. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? And he's just like, Grindrwald! <laughs> and for the rest, once he outs himself, he's just floating through the air, waving his arms and legs like tentacles with the bullseye on his head from the Daredevil movie. <laughs> yeah. And just like, Grindrwald! And now he's. He was perfect at being incognito and inconspicuous until he outs himself, and then all of a sudden, immediately, he is the most conspicuous <laughs> person <laughs> that you
0: have ever seen, and just floating through. I would, I, I would love that mostly because the, that would be a way to differentiate him from Voldemort. Is he's just all about those theatrics and those like crazy whimsical things.
1: I'm gonna be. i be honest, though. I feel like Dumbled not Dumbledore, Voldemort in those movies was really feeling himself after I mean, a while. Of
0: course he was. I mean, there's that moment when he's like, "Pick up your wand, Potter. I, I want to see your lights in your eyes when I kill you." And oh, and, he- and- <laughs> I picture Voldemort's face, like the Ray finds
1: Voldemort. I always imagine him going like,
2: "Ah." Oh. <laughs>
1: And you get the way he holds his wand, where he's basically just got uh, his whole hand like kind of flat with his—he's just holding it with his thumb, yeah—and like all the other fingers together are one big finger, <laughs> and just sort of waving it around by twirling his wrist and going,
0: because oh. it's like a snake. You yeah. see? Do you get it? He's like a snake, and it's like a snake. Ha ha, Nagini. Ha ha, like just a lot, a lot of that. <laughs> It's a gross. It's, just, it's like a gross impression. I mean it's accurate, but it's just so gross. Like cause it's it's well, didn't it's true to play the character that way. <laughs> it's like it's like he's always getting a BJ under the table.
2: Right. Oh.
1: To be fair, his cloak is large and it moves around a lot. That's true. You
0: don't know where the snake is most of the time. They have the deepest of throats. Oh no.
2: <laughs> You just—you watched my face fall
0: completely just, just there. It, it like went from glee to gross. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna wrap this show up because you can't—you can't get better it's than like,
1: that, Yo, Tom. I know what you do with that snake, Tom. <laughs> I know—I know the answer to this riddle.
2: Ooh! Ah! <sighs> <sighs>
0: Oh man, Uh, Lex, where can they find you?
1: Oh God, Uh, where, I never know where I am, Uh, but if you want to let me know where I might be.
0: What? Uh, All over social media, at the Lex Michaels. And you can find me at Tari J, that's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. That is on Twitter and Instagram and Um, tarij.com. What else, that's it, you can find us here on missing out um, at missing outcast. That's M I S S I N G O U T C A S T on Twitter. Uh, and if you're listening, you probably know where to find this podcast. But if you don't, maybe maybe you're in someone's car and you're like, what the what? What is this? Where do I find it? Uh, where are these assholes? On-
1: <laughs> where where do I send my complaint? <laughs>
0: You can send it to iTunes, Google Play Store, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Podbean. Oh, man. They made me feel very uncomfortable about Harry Potter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh, gross. <laughs> um, if you... Uh, if you... We're interested in something from Comic-Con that you think that we didn't cover. We only went over the stuff that we like. Uh, we have very specific interests, as you can tell. Um, but let us know on Twitter uh, what you are into and let us know things that you're excited for in the next coming year. There's a lot that happened at Comic-Con. There's no way we could have gotten through all of it. There's no way we care about everything that <laughs> happened. Um, so, yeah, let us know. You know where to find us, Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, or you can hit us up on our email, which is missingoutpodcast at gmail.com. My dudes! Oh, you can also leave us a voice message. Yes, we have a thing we for this now. We have a voice message! We have a mechanism. Ooh, just... Give us a call at 978 Miss Out. That is 978-647-7688. Ah uh, yeah. So thank you for joining us for this Comic-Con wrap-up. And make sure to join us every Tuesday. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> the deepest of throats.
1: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>